Hello and welcome to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and fibre markets. I'm Olivia Agar. Thanks for listening in to another week. So much of the country is now shifting back online and it's that shift online that we are going to dive into today. So online auction markets were already on a pretty strong growth trajectory, but the last year has seen a remarkable growth in livestock listings online and online interface selling at sale yards. So for our episode today, we have Auctions Plus Chief Economist Tim McRae back on the podcast with us to talk about what markets have been driving up volumes on their platform. And also because there's really detailed data captured on their platform, there's some really interesting information in this one today on where stock has been flowing to over the years, as well as what we're expecting in supply over the next few months. Now to the markets now, and this week was the first week back after the winter wool recess. So volumes were very solid, but prices were anything but solid. So there were large falls across all categories, and there are reports from exporters that COVID-19 problems are again impacting wool processing mills in China, which is not great news. In grains, though, the much-anticipated USDA World Agricultural Supply and Demand Report was released overnight and wasn't one to disappoint. We knew that Canada was in trouble with the drought they're experiencing, but the report sliced 7.5 million metric tonnes from their original 31 million metric tonne estimate for this season's wheat crop. And then even more surprisingly was a 12.5 million metric tonne reduction in expectations of Russian production. So the wheat market is now looking pretty friendly for the grower, but not so much for buyers. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's now my pleasure to hand over to Robert Herman and Tim McRae after a thank you to today's sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by the team at Western Union. If you're looking to partner with an agribusiness specialist to optimise your cross-border and foreign exchange risk management, the team at Western Union Business will equip you with the solutions you need to send, receive and manage your international payments. Download their app from your favourite app store or head to their website for more info. Thanks, Liv. You're right. It's great to welcome Tim back again. Um, we've known Tim a long time because, uh, and you can talk a little bit about this if you like, Tim, but in, previously you were the head economist for MLA and um, and now you're at Auctions Plus. And I've got to say the thing that caught our eye at Mercado here is that um, you, were, you put out a report last week now, it's a week old, but uh, it was a detailed breakdown of sheep and lamb categories and looking at some of the trends witnessed throughout the year. Now, that's sort of the bread and butter stuff we love digging into. So, Tim, tell us a little bit about that. What were the numbers of the sheep and lambs that went through Auctions Plus and and what was the change on perhaps the previous year? Thanks, Rob. Always nice to be invited back. Um, must have done something okay the last uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, look, the beauty of Auctions Plus is given the um, – the in-depth assessment criteria and details that are entered in for stock to be sold through the um, through the portal. Um, we've now got some fantastic numbers, you know, up to 4.4 million head of sheep were offered through the last financial year. And when we really slice and dice that up, um, we're getting a very good idea of, of um, not just the regional movements of sheep and lamb throughout the year, but also when we can break them down into 
the classifications between lambs and sheep and joined ewes um, and non-joined ewes and hoggets. Um, we're starting to get a good understanding, we think, of what the market is up to um, and particularly from that what produces um, the sh sheep and lamb producers are doing across Australia. Now, just before we dig into the detail, let's just look at the high-level number, though, because we've known for some time that Auctions Plus is on a rising plane of volume, but a 10% year-on-year gain, I mean, that would have been a bit more than you thought. What drove that sort of a lift, do you think? Look, the 10% at 4.4, um, I think the majority of that had to do with the season. Um, yep. Auctions Plus is a platform which is very well suited to the flexibility of marketing your stock without them ever leaving your property. So in the year that we've had, I think we've seen a lot of producers who have gone, well, in a normal season, they, you know, they may have to leave the property and particularly in drought years, that, that relief of having stock on a truck leaving your property is, um, is a great mental relief. But I think in these wet, wetter years we've had now getting on two years, um, the ability for producers to both have a feeling for what the reserve they set on their stock of what they're worth, but never have them leave their property um, and only incur a minor cost of actually putting them on the market, I think has really helped the numbers we're seeing come through. Um, I, think, so I think that also came up in the prices, Tim, didn't it? I think all categories showed a price lift and that probably goes back to the fact that people were quite bullish in their offerings this year. Yeah, I think they were very knowledgeable in what they wanted for their stock um, and they were set some very in some instances and we sort of see it very much on a on a three to four week basis um, where we have some clearance rates that fall away and particularly in the last year that's been to some aggressive reserve setting I think um, and sort of nothing ventured nothing gained um, and then in as we've seen the last four weeks um, some high clearance rates where the vendors decide that, well, they'll, they'll either drop the reserve or um, particularly what we've seen in the cattle market, buyers just digging deeper to yep. get what is a pretty tight market at the moment to, uh, to secure more stock. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly right, Tim. Auctions Plus has always had a strong reputation of providing a platform for breeding sheep. And, and if you want to restock or buy breeding sheep, it's always been known as a place to go to. So, Let's just dig into the ewes a little bit that went through. Tell us a bit about um, something about the different types of ewes. So you've got soundmouth ewes, we've got first cross ewe lambs, et cetera, et cetera. What were some of the features of, uh, of the ewe trades that went through Auctions Plus this year? Um, look, for the ewe trades, the biggest growth, and I, it's, a, it's a trend we've seen right through the lambs as well, was for the, in a percentage increase year on year, was for the shedding breeds. Now, whether it was for... The Scandin lamb um, shedding breeds, the station mated, um, even the non-joined ones, you know, we're talking increase of numbers of over 100% um, across those broads. So certainly that trend of the shedding breeds, and we just saw the record Aussie white commercial U price broken again on the Tuesday yeah. sale this week at $115 a head. But when we look at the, the total numbers for those, those shedding breeds, there's still a very small component of what, of what come through, around about 10%. Interestingly, for all, there was a very consistent rise in the Merino U lines offered, whether it was Scandin lamb, whether it was station-mated Merino U hoggets and just non-station-mated Merino U's, 
up between sort of 17 and 18 percent on the same time last year. So that's not a coincidence. I think we saw producers taking the chance to to offer more stock um, and really looked at the prices to see what they were they were getting rewarded. When we looked at where those Merino ewes were going, particularly, we saw that the buying out of what would have been previously affected drought regions of central New South Wales um, and the northwest slopes and plains of New South Wales really picked up a lot of additional uh, breeding ewes this year. So our summation is that what we saw shift out of New South Wales in that, that real core of the breeding flock through the drought periods of, of 18, 19, that in many instances on our data went south into South Australia and Victoria, not necessarily the same sheep, but certainly the same bloodlines or, or very similar um, genetics have come back in the last 18 months into the, the New South Wales regions. Now, we're, we're talking to Tim McRae here from Auctions Plus, and we're talking about this latest report that Tim's put out, which has a look at what, in hindsight now, is a record year for sheep and lambs through Auctions Plus. Um, it's interesting talking about records, but you just mentioned that price of use this week at a thousand and a bit over a thousand dollars. Thousand and fifteen. Yep. Yep. I can remember my first days at a sale yards, and the and the bullocks, the Japox bullocks, made a thousand dollars, and people got very excited. So times have changed, Tim. Um, <laughs> however, at auctions plus was around at that time, so perhaps that's the explanation there. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Merino ewes. We know that a lot of Merino weather lambs end up going through Auctions Plus and they come on from those big flocks, um, big lines of Merino weather lambs out of the Riverina and South Australia. Um, and, and they will be pretty good sheep this year as well with the season we've had. What happens there? When do they come along and, and what was the dominant selling period last year for those weather lambs? Oh, look, Rob, I've, got the, I've just pulled the spreadsheet up in front of me. So... Um... When we go back and look at the monthly uh, numbers of Merino Weatherlands offered through Auctions Plus, in August last year, August 2020, we had 46,000 head. That rose to 126,000 head in September and 130,000 head in October. So I would expect to see the exact same numbers, if not higher, this year. And given that you know 80,000 head increase from the August to September last year, I reckon we could almost hear them coming. You know, with that volume of sheep, up that volume of lambs. And, you know, as a total for the calendar year last year, we had 886,000 uh, Merino weather lambs come through Auctions Plus and about 260,000 of them came in September and October. So, well, yeah, I, I think you could be right, Tim, and I might just have a little wager with you that based on the early results we're seeing coming out of the AWI MLA survey of lambing percentages, you might actually get a million weather lambs through this year. Do you reckon that's a chance? Um, our numbers, it's interesting, looking at month on month up to July, our numbers are actually down slightly. Um, but I, I've got every confidence that September, October, and I think November might be significantly higher on last year as well. If I go back and look at 2017, we saw very big, you know, two, threefold increases through September and October on the previous months as well. So... I've got no doubt they're coming. Um, I'm a betting man, Rob. I'll take that. I'll take they'll just come under because there's a bit of ground to make up, but um, I'm the one with the numbers in front of me at the moment. All right. Well, there you go, Tim Tim McRae, the, uh, the the fearless punter. So, Tim, let's go back to, um, to, to what else you were talking about this year. 
uh, in your report um, looking at the record sheep and lamb that went through auctions plus in the last financial year. Very good clearing rates. And we mentioned briefly about prices, but they were they were quite strong year on year as well. Yeah, look, I've got, you know, we break it up into 25 lamb categories that we report everything from, from crossbred lamb through to shedding breed Jews. And of those 25 categories, only two were down year on year. And that was interesting. It was for the, the scanned in lamb and station mated composite and other breed Jews, which when we dug in further into that, they had a outsized increase in the year prior. So I think that yep. was a bit of, they'd got so far ahead of the pack, they'd um they just had a had a hard act to follow in, in 2021. But you know, when we look right through all the lambs, um, through the the particularly through the big numbers we see through those merino weather lambs, while prices only averaged two percent higher for the year, um, you know, that was on a a much bigger yarding and the average clearance rate for those lines was up around 90% for the year. So, you know, it, it, it's a combination of we did see that big increase in the previous year. The real big percentage rise as we saw for the last financial year was again in those shedding breeds. You know, shedding breed lambs, we had 146,000 offered throughout the year at a clearance rate lower than the average at 76%, but the price was up 76%. Yep. 77% yep. actually on the same time last year. So, I don't know whether we call it a a, a, um, a trend or it's just the hot hot item at the moment, but certainly those the shedding breed lamb prices were through the roof. Everything was up, but um, there was a few standouts. It's interesting you talk about that because we were talking a couple of weeks ago on Commodity Conversations about the registered breed called the Nudies, and uh, I'd like to see that on your spreadsheets next year, uh, Tim. You know, the number of Nudies that get sold on Auctions Plus, I'm sure you'll have a, a take on that. Interesting to say that we've just trialed and, and not not spruiking too much here is we're doing actually some breed reporting. Um, we've done it with the cattle and we've got really good reception because again, when we get the assessments, we can break it right down. So, um, you know, when we're talking about the Aussie whites at the moment, very much the Tatakil red red label that's been getting all the uh, media coverage, we are looking down the track to actually be able to pull out, um, you know, breeds brands. Um, certain attributes of lines of sheep that are all entered in the assessment criteria that then can be done in the analysis against. Look, and that's that's a really valuable resource that you've got. And, and I know over the years, speaking to, um, you know, firstly to Anna Spear and then to Angus Street, that you guys are, are looking at how you can better use that data, not just for your own users, but certainly to help the industry. So we're, we're really a great supporter of that. Tell me... Um, just talking about buyers, was there anything that came up in the buying demographics that you saw last year that might have been different from other years? No, Rob, not particularly. Um, you know, I think the buying was very, very heavily weighted towards the the restockers and the, the flock rebuilding side of the market. Um, we are very protective of um, not delving too far into some of the buyer um, demographics. You know, we, we don't like to give that out too much, but when we looked at particularly the regions and breaking them down further, if you do it over a five-year period, it is very much there's big arrows flowing out through the drought period into the southern regions and back they've come in the last two, the last 18 months. You know, southwest Victoria is always the biggest listing region, you know, and, and that was up around six 650,000 head but those big New South Wales regions that were really destocked very heavily through the drought um, were the main buyers, and and really through a lot of the categories that was the case. And and you know to see 
what was going into the processing chain was is difficult. Um, we can we can highlight it, but you know, anecdotally, there is some purchasing going on there. But um, you know, the the restockers and the rebuilding emphasis really took a lot of it. Auctions Plus is is the by far and away the biggest market for um, store stock and breeder stocks and and you know lines of well described sheep and lambs. Um, but it's always been a bit of a challenge to get the processor and get those prime stock coming through Auctions Plus. Is that something that is growing and increasing, or is it or is it still more you know a, a battle to sort of get that product across the market on Auctions Plus? Um. Battle's not the word I'd use. We certainly have the the type of stock are entering the market. I think for some of it from the the processing side, it's just the sheer logistics of purchasing what sometimes can be smaller lines of cattle um, from individual properties or sheep. You know, yep. um, and that's that's logistically much easier to purchase them from from sale yards because you can get those larger lines coming through, and it's logistically easier and cheaper. You know, big. You know, from a cattle point of view, which we watch big feedlot buying has been, you know, the feedlot buying has been through the roof this year. And again, I think that's just a supply side of thing. We notice, we know there are agents on there buying on behalf, um, but we we don't delve too deep into that area, Rob, other than just looking at what the likely, uh, you know, looking at the stock categories and the, the assessed stock weights to see where they are, where they've gone. Well, look, we're great admirers of Auctions Plus because it is really a, you know, it, it's a cutting edge and it's uh, it's very efficient and, and you've you've represented them very well today, Tim. You've got some great ads in there for Auctions Plus too, so well done. <laughs> a lot of Australia's, you know, in lockdown at the moment. Uh, fortunately, in Ballarat here, we're not in lockdown, but a lot of people are. But when they come out of lockdown, Tim, people are going to want to start to move around a bit again and travel. And uh, you're based up in Orange and, and Orange is a beautiful place. Just give us... Give the people who are listening to commodity commodity conversations a little bit of a snapshot of what Orange is like, and and should they consider coming into that area for a for a trip? You know, we're not going to be able to travel far, but if we can travel, <laughs> people are going to be pretty keen. Oh no! Look, as a born and bred Orange Orange boy, I'm, <laughs> I'm that, in lockdown. I'm in lockdown. At- career, that wasn't your football career you were talking about. No, no, I'm actually in lockdown too at the moment, but only because I visited Dubbo. So it's um. It's getting everyone locked down, I think. But look, Orange is a is a great place. It's um, it's funny when you look at a place that you grew up on to then see what's the activities to do and and where do all the tourists go that it still feels like home. But um, yeah, the big thing for me of Orange is when everywhere else is too hot in Western New South Wales, Orange isn't. So and and the days where Orange does get you know into the high thirties, you certainly wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So um, you know, very strong you know wines um and food area of orange, but um, I'm particularly a fan and I've done it on my own property of trees. And so I, um, there are fantastic parks to go and see and um, some particularly Mount Canobolis, which has got a lot of, um, a lot of forestry around it and is a, is a excellent mountain biking area. Um, just, but even in town, there's the lovely streets to walk, a lot of plane trees, big hundred plus year old plane trees and elms that are, are very nice through the hot summer days. Well, Tim, if um, if you're looking for a career change, you could always be the ambassador for Orange after that. So, well done. Thank you very much. Um, and we really appreciate the um, you know the generosity Auctions Plus shows in in sharing their information and data. It's um, it's it's a really valuable resource, and we're hoping that 
you know, your example will lead the industry in the direction of, of getting more and more access to data. So, Tim, um, all the best. Thanks a lot. Good luck with your lockdown. I hope you uh, hope you test all clear and, uh, and you're up and about. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. No problem, Rob. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Commodity Conversations. Please head to the Mercado website for more detailed analysis and market commentary. And as always, we'd love it if you could share the podcast around to your network and also leave us a review or rating on your podcast platform of choice. Until next time, have a great week.